Brahmacharya Ashram is, is meant for sadhu life, or the life of being a saintly person. The life where Krishna conscious principles are, are really the all in all. Zesh Yagyavalkya is saying that Brahmacharya must be executed in all, under all time, place, and circumstance, and therefore at all times. Um, so it is particularly an ashram meant for spiritual life. Grihastha Ashram as such is different because the Grihastha Ashram is for living in the material world and at the same time practicing spiritual life. That is different. Brahmachari life is, uh, is not really to develop a material life. Different brahmacharis are mentioned in the scriptures. Naistiki brahmachari, Upakurana brahmachari, or those who stay brahmachari a whole life, and those who just for some time practice brahmachari. That is one issue in the in the Brahmachari Ashram and that is that the back door is open. Um, that option is there, the option to to not go on for lifetime. There is no formal lifetime commitment. And with that, um, when I say the back door is open, it kind of means that I could, if I wanted to, decide to stop. But of course, in a way that doesn't make sense. Uh, because what else is there but service to Krishna? What else is there to do rather than to just spend all our time in, in Krishna's service. Not a moment engaging in any other activity. Anyway, so it begins with personal integrity. This personal integrity is the key to success. It's uh, um, it's there that uh, the Brahmachari Ashram is uh, is is the backbone um, in a spiritual institution. We need a 
group of renunciants, a group who is going to be, be different, a group who's going to uh, put spiritual life first. And that commitment remains. As far as how influential we will be in terms of our preaching. Uh, let purity be the force. Uh, let, let us not just uh, cater to the audience. Let us just uh, remain faithful uh, to to be dedicated, um, to be dedicated in our uh, quality, quality spiritual life. Absorption uh, is what is required. Um, It is said that there are different stages of remembrance. Uh, smaranam, Dalanam, Jnanam, and Samadhi. Or it is said that Smaranam is to simply uh, remember externally uh, what have we heard and to be able to kind of summarize what the subject matter was. <coughs> Dharana is that we continue to uh, <coughs> to hold on to what we had heard and begin to apply. Um, jhana is where what we have heard is becoming a meditation and it becomes a deep absorption until samadhi, which is full absorption. Um, so in this way, we are retaining transcendental knowledge to the extent that we are making it our heart and soul, um, to the extent that we are really, uh, really making something of it. The ingredients are not <coughs> much different. Um, we're seeing that the Acharyas uh, were writing about Krishna, about his pastimes, the very same pastimes from Srimad Bhagavatam or from Krishna book. And we see that they were just contemplating these, these things uh, and, uh, and commenting from, from different angles. Um, they were not like um, looking at anything else but at simply Krishna's activities of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, 
we are not not necessarily meant to be great scholars. Uh, some may be scholarly implied, but the essence is to simply to always remember Krishna and, and to never forget him. That is the essence, that is Krishna consciousness. To remember Krishna uh, favorably, anukulyena krishna to remember Krishna favorably, which means to somehow or other think of how to please Krishna. Uh, as simple as that. So Brahmacharya Ashram is, is, uh, is what brings the, what is meant to bring spiritual life. Um, therefore, Brahmacharis are meant to be spiritual leaders, to bring in a spiritual impulse. And as the Brahmacharis mature, uh, some may, in due course of time, take sannyas uh, and then become the uh, specifically the spiritual leaders of society at large. Um, but it is through the brahmacharis right, that these sannyasis are reaching out to so many people. Um, Sila Rupa and Sanatana Goswami they were chapter to were living a life of renunciation, a life of throwing off all aristocracy, simply a life with minimal facilities. Krishna Kirtana Gana Nartana Paro Premam Vitam Gurdidi. They were always absorbed in the ocean of transcendental love. Krishna Utkirtan, loudly chanting the name of Krishna. Absorbed in that way. So, yeah, um, this is. This is the purpose of the Brahmacharya and nothing else. Um, in, in all practical reality, it, it may not always be like that. But if it, if it is not like that, then uh, in a way our activities are defeating our purpose. When Rupa and Sanatan would go around Vrindavan, they would they would associate with many people. One might say they would preach to many people, um, but their preaching was not an external activity, not an activity from uh, you know what are the ten best ways to convince someone about Krishna consciousness. Uh, their preaching was simply 
glorifying Krishna and themselves being absorbed in glorifying Krishna and sharing that glorification with others. And then automatically preaching was also going on. In this way, they remained on the cutting edge, the cutting edge of worshipping Krishna. And that is a sadhu's business. Uh, sadhu means thoroughly honest. A sadhu is sadhava. Sadhu means he walks the path of the saintly persons. Uh, his only act is to worship Krishna. Uh, just like Narada Muni is just constantly traveling <coughs> and chanting and glorifying Krishna in some way or other. Um, and Krishna's devotees. So yes, this is um, our Brahmacharya Ashram. Um, it's not that many take to this ashram. And it is not that many are taking full advantage of this ashram, even if externally they take it. Time can be difficult, because with time comes respect. And with respect may come Tarangaranji, enjoying the side benefits of the starting to hanger, hanker for worship, puja, pratista, uh, and all this kind of, of honor and so on. Mm. Secretly looking for recognition. Uh, these are the pitfalls. And here begins pretending, kutinati. It is kutinanti means that we become fruitive, like a business mentality. We begin to um, to calculate uh, how uh, how can I get my personal advantage? So this is this is a risk. So we remain simple. Um, we look again and again for purification. Um, we return to the holy dhams from time to time to to pray and look for mercy. Um, we serve the Vaishnavas, looking for for mercy. But like this. Um, Amateur life is, is meant to represent the, um, the central activity of our movement, um, the substance uh, of being always absorbed. So, yeah, this is an ideal and painting. And uh, 
of us are living with that ideal. And it's up to us how much of this ideal actually becomes uh, a reality. It's our choice. It's simply our choice. Nothing less. There may be many external activities in a movement, uh, in an institution, in a preaching mission, in a modern time. Uh-huh. Such as internet, and such as uh, so many programs. So many, so many people. So all that is needed. But only if to all of these activities we bring spiritual depth uh, from time spent alone alone with Krishna, ultimately. There is time spent alone with Krishna. And unless that time alone with Krishna is is more substantial than the public time that we spend, unless that private time with Krishna more substantial, we will gradually become hollow. Hollow, simply, and the pretense begins. So that private time with Krishna are digging deep in Srimad Bhagavatam, chanting the holy name. Personal lacking. Everyone will encounter 
frustration and lack of happiness. Uh, it is there where we depend on mercy. Uh, when everything is is right, then we depend on mercy because ultimately we are not the doers. We depend on Krishna. We can only be successful in our Krishna consciousness by the mercy of Krishna. That dependence on Krishna's mercy, turning to Krishna, very much turning to Krishna in prayer and begging him for help to somehow or other increase the quality of our service to him. That is required. So, well, with this, I have given some pointers, and now it's up to you to, to come up with some discussion. Let's see what you will say. We can see that in Sri Prabhupada himself, very carefully, very faithfully representing. So like that. It says the religion that marries the spirit of the age will be a widow tomorrow. that will marry the spirit of the age 
will be a widow tomorrow. Scribble, scribble, scribble. What is that? The religion that will marry the spirit of the age will be a widow tomorrow. Anonymous, we don't know. <laughs> But it does make sense, uh, because times change, and if we try to constantly adapt to the changing times, when we change with the times, when the times change, we become irrelevant. So we can see that the Acharyas are very timeless. Just same old thing, same old. Guess what we're speaking about? Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad And of course, especially Srimad Bhagavad Okay, Bhagavad Gita to bring the audience in, but then to go deeper, Srimad Bhagavad Our book is Srimad so busy being brahmacharis that we forget you know, to glorify, to really glorify Krishna. And then we're not fully taking advantage. So we are free. When babies cry, they don't cry for us. Yeah? Whoever the baby's crying for, it doesn't mean that any of us has to go. So that's, that's great. 
someone else has to go, actually, and is not going. <laughs> we don't have, we have no obligation. So that's good. Uh, but if we don't use that space and freedom that we got, that we gained for glorification of Krishna, then it's for purpose. So whatever we have, whatever attribute we have, if we don't use it to glorify Krishna, then what is the point? And we may, maybe we are committing, um, we are engaging in our sadhana for the sake of, uh, for the sake of, uh, of maintaining our ashram. Like I'm chanting so that I can maintain my brahmacharya. But that's not, uh, that's the cart before the horse. Wait a minute. <laughs> we're not chanting to maintain a brahmacharya. No, we're not. We're chanting to glorify Krishna. And the brahmacharya ashram has to give us time and energy for that. Otherwise, what's the good of anything of renunciation? Okay. Renunciation, yay, we're not entangled. Okay, good, we're not entangled. That's good for us, but unless we fill all that time and energy in glorification of Krishna. So that is the real thing. And then our, uh, it's like our, Vaisheshika, who was a famous Buddhist Trinitarian and so on, likes to speak of the spillover, uh, the spillover of the spiritual activities. And, and that like the spiritual activities, they must become dense and they must be intensely absorbed in them until they create a spillover. And when that spillover from the spiritual activity enters into the book distribution, then it happens. Then one continues to glorify Krishna also there. So I mentioned a similar thing by saying that the, uh, the absorption uh, in our uh, hearing, chanting, glorifying Krishna must be greater than our public activities, I said. Otherwise, we just become public persons, yes, who just uh, try to, to, then we're catering to the audience, and we're nicely playing the role of sadhus, you know, sitting like a sadhu. 
episode. Appearance, all appearance. That's what will happen if the substance is not there. All we have left is appearance. It just, it doesn't happen by a constant choice, by by a conscious choice that you just choose to start acting out the role of a sadhu. It's not. It happens automatically when we are not filling it in with like substance and glorification. Suddenly, it all becomes external. If you look at the Acharyas, they all wrote commentaries. And if you read some of the commentaries, you see that they really spent some time, you know. They, they just, they got into it. You know? they turned over every verse this way, that way. They were like really thinking about it. They were thinking about Krishna and how to describe Krishna. They, they have, uh, They really gave it serious time and energy. Um, when am I supposed to stop? Very nice. 
minus all three integration. So, so yes, then it becomes external. Okay, that happens, and then we realize that we have uh, become caught up in the uh, in playing the role. So it's not get described. We're just on stage now and just performing the part of a song, trying to act it out as good as possible. And we can very easily develop a routine like that, you know, over time, become quite good at it. And, uh, and the public will, uh, will appreciate it. And, and we tell ourselves, well, I'm helping many people help yourself first. We really have to help ourselves to glorify for me. And that means sometimes uh, we need to slow down a little bit. Sometimes we need to activate ourselves a bit. Charitamrita, and then we read the Madhya Lila in the beginning, and then Srila explains in the purport that you can read all these books, and he gives a whole list of books, all of Goswami literature. And he says there that you can read these books, so now what to do? I was reading Chaitanya Charitamrita, and then by reading Chaitanya Charitamrita, I came upon other books. Then I came. So, how to understand this? Our reading is we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Even when I reach Chaitanya Charitamrita, I'm reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Because it's an expansion in Srimad Bhagavatam. And maybe there are books that help us penetrate a little more into Bhagavatam. So we may read that also, but ultimately we read these main books. If, for example, you read Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, you read about the incarnations of of, of the Lord. Um, sometimes. It's a little bit unclear. Then when you read Rupa Goswami's Lagu Bhagavatam Rita, um, with Baladev's commentary, 
then you suddenly get like a, just that little bit more information about the various avatars. And suddenly some questions that were always there are now answered. Like, for example, the, uh, what happens in those Kali Yugas that, that Lord Chaitanya does not appear? What happens in them? Who is the incarnation? Is then there also an incarnation of the Lord? Or no incarnation? What about that question? It's just one of those questions. And then there it is said, yes, there is an incarnation of the Lord. He has a blackish complexion. And he also teaches some sort of chanting of the whole name. And yet, it's not the same. Because the mercy of Lord Chaitanya is not there. That mercy of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna himself. Who gives the topmost very easily to the most one that they cannot give. So there is some sort of chanting, but it doesn't produce the same result. So all that is explained by Shiva Goswami. It's like suddenly it's crystal clear. And it's just a purport to the same Chaitanya Charitamrita, same Bhagavad. But now we understand it's, it's a little better. We're actually reading Chaitanya Charitamrita. We're actually reading the Bhagavatam, these two books, synonymous. So sometimes, it's some other book, the major books we are reading for that sake. We're reading the Pramaya Ratnavadi. And it's not just some entertainment. It's actually the book that gives us the philosophical connection with the Madhva Sampradaya. Bhagavad actually is, is giving there a philosophical connection. That's very important. Historical connection we can trace back Madhavana Puri, da da da. But now, what about a philosophical it looks like something we should read. So there are many books that are like that help us to understand better these main Principal reading is in these main books. That we read again. <coughs> we all read in that context. Like the 
first chapter of the Antelibha of the CC describes there's a discussion, Ramananda Rai, Sarudamada, there's a discussion about the, um, the, the play of Rupa Goswami, Vidakta Madhava. So then, maybe if we read Vidakta Madhava, we will understand a little bit more about Chaitanya Chaitanya. Like that, we expand from the Chaitanya Chaitanya. But we're not reading So, thank you very much. Should have a key. Yeah.